I was 25. I'm thinking, where is the dad manual? You know, how do I read this thing from cover to cover? Because I have no idea what I'm doing, you know? Uh, I was, I think, more freaked out than my wife. You know, because you want to be the best dad you can be. Welcome to The Art of Fatherhood, a podcast that takes you on the journey of fatherhood. Now, here's your host, Art Eddy. What's going on, everybody? Art Eddie here for another edition of the Art of Fatherhood podcast. I'm very happy to have Scott Trout. Thanks for taking the time to chat with me, sir. How you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Good to see you. Yeah, looking forward to chat with you. Uh, again, I want to thank Cordell and Cordell for sponsoring this month's edition of the Art of Fatherhood podcast. We're going to be talking about a lot of things that maybe I haven't at the Art of Fatherhood. I've talked to co- you know dads about co-parenting, divorce, and all that. But I haven't been a great advocate on helping families navigate through all of that. And one of the things that I really appreciate your company doing is during some of your ads, you said divorce is the last option. But if that is the option that you have that you feel like everyone's going through, okay, but let's just see how we can get you before that happens. So I like the fact that you guys actually put it out there. Like, let's see what we can do before any of that, right? So yeah. we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into the stuff that maybe dads and families should kind of be aware of if that's the you know case. But I want to talk about your fatherhood journey first. When you found out you were going to be a dad, sir, what was going through your mind? <laughs> um, you know, here, I think I was 25. I'm thinking, where is the dad manual? You know, how do I read this thing from cover to cover? Because I have no idea what I'm doing. I was, I think, more freaked out than my wife. And, you know, because you want to be the best dad you can be. And it's funny, you just, you scramble to try to figure life out before life happens. No doubt. Talk about some of the values you we're looking to instill into them as they're growing up? You know, I've got five kids. And so they're 10 year gap top to bottom, right? And, you know, they're all older now, 28 to 18. Um, you know, my wife and I, I've always talked to my kids about pushing themselves, challenging themselves, you know, and take risks, um, you know, live, you know, it's, that's a big one for me is we talk about, you know, we're alive every day and, but we don't necessarily live. You know, we get in this maybe a rut of thinking we're living, but we're just going through the motions. And I, and we try to tell my kids or I do all the time that you want to live and it's okay to make mistakes because mistakes matter. Um, You can't be successful without making a mistake. No one in history, maybe one person, right? Uh, One person in history has ever lived their life without making a mistake and uh, being successful. And, And it's okay, you know, not to be afraid of those things, those moments. And, you know, I've talked to my kids a lot about that, you know, even when they're older, my, my oldest and, you know, is working and we talk a lot about that and take challenges and it's okay to do that. And, you know, he's of the age where you can take those risks and, and uh, it's good to do that. And I think that's the thing is not to be cautious in life and, and it, and it all pays off in the end. No doubt. And uh, I like that, you know, just trying to live, right. And having a notion of not just going through the motions. And I think I'm very routine oriented. So sometimes I have the habit of going through that, but, you know, talking with, you know, your kids who are out of the nest, right. And, and doing their own thing. Have they kind of brought, cause there was a moment I remember I called and I, I wish it was kind of like FaceTime, but we didn't have FaceTime technology at the time. Got out of college. I talked to my parents and said, Hey, thanks. And they're like, for what? I'm like, well, for everything. And they're like, well, <laughs> where's this coming from? I'm like, well, I, you know, I just got my uh, dental uh, dental bill that I had to get, you know, a crown or whatever. And then, like, I got I saw the taxes for my paycheck, and then I had to go get an oil change and all that. So I'm like, just thank you, right? So it's almost sometimes we take things for granted as kids, and the idea that you had the, you know, the notion of telling your kids like, hey, just live, 
the older ones who have had that experience of being out on their own, have you guys kind of, you know, did they say like, Hey, you know, there was a moment dad where what you were saying came to fruition. Have you guys ever had those discussions? It is. It's fun. You know, you think parenting maybe stops when they get older, but it never does. You know, it's just adult problems that you have to deal with your, my oldest and my daughter who's 25 and, you know, they do, they look back and they say, thanks for pushing me or thanks for doing this. And maybe the advice at the time, you know, in, in a teenager's mind, it's the dumbest thing you've ever said. And, and I always say, Hey, in 10 years, you're going to thank me. And it is funny. They actually look back and reflect, you know, cause I don't have all the answers, you know, and we're all limping along as a dad to try to give them the best advice we can. And, you know, my childhood is very different than theirs. And so I'm, I'm winging it, man. And they do. And it's funny. And even today, this morning, I'm on a phone call with my oldest who lives in Connecticut and we're talking and, you know, he'll shoot me a test text afterwards and say, you know, thanks. Thanks for giving me that advice. And that's what makes being a dad worth it is that, you know, you, you finally, you get to that point where maybe something you're saying is working. No doubt. So we are talking about the things that you were looking to instill into them and, you know, the advice that they got from you and, you, and they definitely appreciate it's kind of flipped the script. What is something that your kids have taught you about yourself or about life that maybe didn't know was there until you became a dad? You know, it's, it's funny. My middle or like one of my middle kids, you know, I have five, so he's not exact, but he once told me and that honestly, the best advice I ever got from my kids. And he was probably 17 at the time and like huge words of wisdom. And he said, you can't make everyone happy. And which is true. You know, we have a big family and I'm a big family in whether, you know, in terms of focus, I mean, whether you're a single dad or whether you're married, family is everything. And, you know, I always told my kids that friends come and go, but family's forever. And so my, you know, we'd go on vacations or I try to include everyone and I try to make a plan for all my kids to, for us to be all together. And they're all so unique and they, some of them didn't want to do it, but I, you know, as they were younger, I'd force them to do it for the sake of family time. And he said at one time we were on vacation and it just resonated with me. And I thought, man, this kid is so spot on and that I can't make everyone happy and forcing them to do something just for the sake of being a family necessarily was, it made me doing the opposite. I was making them angry. And honestly, that was the best advice I ever got from, from that kid. Brogan is his name. And then the others would always say, you know, don't sweat the small stuff because as a parent, I, I have this, like I'm micromanaging everything and I'm trying to make everything so perfect and you, that gets in the way. And so they, they made me realize and step back and, and say, okay, pick my battles. And, you know, you just learn that after being a parent for so long as I've been a parent. And so th those two things, and really they resonate with me every day. Those are great. And also too, like learning experience, not just for you, or learning a moment, but also for your kids where they had the courage enough to, you know, like you said, Brogan, like he said, like, this is like, can't make everybody happy, but I think that will stick with him. So he will know maybe that like, Hey, and then, you know, we're all sometimes creature of habit. And maybe there's times where he wants to make everybody in the room happy, but then maybe something will echo like, wait a minute. I remember telling my dad, you can't make everybody happy. So yeah. the fact that it's kind of a symbiotic relationship where whether you're instilling the advice or life lessons, or they are, it's something that will, you know, that, that you both will take with you. I love that. Um, dad hack or piece of advice for dads, not just new dads, but dads yeah. in general, if you, or parents in general, do you have one that you'd like to share? You know, I think it's, you know, two things. 
And I think a lot about that uh, because I still think I'm a work in progress, right? And, you know, I've not figured it out. Um, be present and be around. Those are two different things, right? Um, be present is maybe be interested in what each of your kids or your, your only child likes, you know, study it, figure it out, talk to them about it. That, that to me is being present and being around is time, man. Um, just being around and we're all busy. You know, I got a full-time job. I got things that need to happen. And, um, being where I am at the CEO of this law firm, it takes a lot of my time and I look back and how much maybe I missed, uh, but those two things are probably the the two pieces of advice I'd give to dads. And they're simple, be present, be around, and, but they're just very different. They sound the same, but they're very different. No doubt. Yeah. I mean, the present thing, yes, totally agree. But then the being around, it's almost like um, you're like a security blanket for them. Just knowing that dad's around, right. And yeah. they could, you could be in the other room and they could be working on some homework. And if they get, you know, st- like tripped up on something, it's like, Hey dad, not that they know this, but we're still like, wait, what type of math are you doing? <laughs> so right, it's like, right. but just being there, there is that yeah. comfort. So uh, spot yeah. on with that. Thank you, Scott, for sharing that. And like I said earlier, like maybe one of the things I haven't really uh, explored just because of my own experience is divorce, right? My wife and I yeah. have a great relationship. We're raising two daughters and all that, but doesn't, it, you know, everything's not a Hollywood ending for everybody, right? So Cordell and Cordell, I, I've, heard your ads before. I've seen the different things you guys talk about. And I was uh, honored to be on your show uh, during uh, June for your fatherhood Friday and uh, episode series. And there's a lot of things that people, especially dads and men will go through if you are going through a divorce. So can you first talk about what Cordell and Cordell does in terms of helping fathers and we'll kind of dive into other things as well? Yeah. So Cordell and Cordell, we're, you know, the, the, probably the nation's largest law firm that practices exclusively in family law. And we have a focus on representing guys, dads, men before, during and after divorce. And we started that focus about 25 plus years ago. And that's just all we do. We just practice family law. Uh, you know, we have different avenues of education, dad's divorce, men's divorce. You know, we do seminars for guys. We do virtual town halls. You know, other than the Father's Fridays that you were part of, that was more just, hey, let's step away from this whole divorce thing. Let's talk about how we help guys. And it really is, we want to be a resource more than anything. Uh, And so that's what we are. We, you know, we're in 37 states across the country, and this is all we do. And uh, we found at the very beginning that, you know, guys seem to be underrepresented and they just needed someone that could be real and tell them, hey, yeah, we'll fight with you or here's kind of the, the best case, worst case scenario. And, you know, we talk about it, be a partner. You need someone you can trust like a doctor. Doctor choices are huge. You know, it's a very personal relationship and, you know, it's very sensitive things. And uh, hopefully no one goes through it more than once. And when they do go through it, it's the most difficult thing that they've ever done. It's like a cancer and sometimes, and they don't know what to do. They, they're completely lost and they rely on an expert you know, someone who can kind of guide them along the way. Appreciate the the work that you guys are doing. I think one of the biggest things too is if you, if a family is going for a divorce, the dad will be like, all right, they, you know, he gets pushed out, goes into apartment and all that. And all of a sudden it's just the weekend dad. Right. And it's like, or every other weekend or whatever the case may be. And like, I've talked to dads, dads have, you know, emailed me or we have like closed dad like groups. And some of them are like, I don't get to see my kid like at least only like once a month and this is hurting me and I'm trying to get through that. So if divorce is, you know, uh, kind of going to happen, you see the writing on the wall, 
what are some early tips that dads can kind of use that you have seen that works just so there is equal time? They're not just, you know, how I'm a second thought here. Like, cause there's a lot of things that the stereotype is like, oh, the dad just wants to be there here and there, but dad wants to take the kids to school. Want to know what's going on. Want to watch the sports uh, games and practices and all that. So what are certain things that dads don't get left behind that you can kind of help out on? Yeah. You know, it's interesting having gone through this, you know, I'm still married and it's been therapy and, you know, I, and it's also been informative and educational for me as a dad in that, and it go aligns with one of the tips and that is kind of be involved, but just don't be there. You know, so let's talk about school, know your kids, teachers, right? Know the kids, doctors, names, know dentists, know their friends, their names. Uh, something as simple as know the size of pants and shirt they wear the shoe size. I know that seems fundamental, man, but I'm telling you, I wouldn't have known it. Ask me 25 years ago. And I'm like, well, my wife knows, you know, we each had our role and then you become, you become adjusted to the role that you have when you're married. And then, and now you got to assume both to some extent, you know, that's why that relationship between two parents is great because they each assume roles and the other one doesn't have to take on all necessarily if it works. Uh, but you know, then don't move out. That is a big one. Normally I say, this is kind of an absolute thing. Guys tend to say, look, I got to get away. I got to get out. I can't live here anymore. Sometimes or oftentimes moving out is a huge mistake and it really burdens your chances of getting the kind of custody you want, because now you don't, you're not in control anymore. You know, you're not there. You don't know what's going on and you don't get to see your kids every day while the divorce is pending. Uh, and while you're going through it. And you know, a lot of people think that you have to get out. That is kind of this uh, misnomer of we have to separate. Well, you can be separated and still live in the same house, still sleep in the same bedroom. Um, but that those two things, be involved and really don't move out. Those are two quick tips that I often give clients just because they're probably the most important things that you can do as you begin. Appreciate that. And what are some of the things that you have found in just your experience in your company's experience where co-parenting, right? So after the dust settled, the divorce is kind of finalized and all that. Sometimes, you know, you do see the, yep, you know, we were in agreement in marriage, but we want to make sure that we're there for our kids. That's all great. And that, that could be a Hollywood ending, uh, so to speak. Right. Mm-hmm. But what are some tips? This is not just for dads, but for moms and dads, when it comes to co-parenting and how you guys can kind of, you know, be there for the kids and not get them in the middle of what's going on between the two spouses. You know, it, it again, it, it kind of likens to the, you know, pick your battles here. Right. And that is some things are so small and insignificant that you catch yourself arguing for the sake of arguing. Cause that's all you did. You know, and that's why you got divorced is you argued about everything. Uh, communication is key in learning how to communicate, number one, but learning about how your your former spouse likes to communicate. You know, they receive things differently. And I, I'm not a big fan of email uh, because email is often misunderstood. My dad was famous for emailing in all capitals. So I'm like, <laughs> is he yelling at me or is, what is going on here? And I'm like, I talk to him, I say, dad, you know, you can, you can unlock that cap lock. And, and so I don't like email because I've seen emails between spouses going to getting divorced and it just, you know, it seems like they're angry and truth or, you know, perception is not reality. I talk about that a lot. And so pick up the phone, uh, try to be kind. I know it's hard, especially if you're, you're in a disagreement, but I think learning communication style 
uh, you know, taking a class on it. There's a plenty of stuff on that about how to communicate with someone you no longer like. Uh, and, and because it's in the best interest of your kids and you're going to accomplish a lot more. Now, you may be on the other side of someone who doesn't want to learn how to communicate with you. Um, but that to me is huge. And then really documenting everything. And, you know, you can have that oral communication. You can pick up the phone. You can do a Zoom. Just shoot off an email or text it. Just say, hey, one to confirm this is what's going on. So there's no misunderstanding. And that, that's really the keys to probably trying to have a successful parenting style with someone else that you know, you're not married to anymore. Appreciate that. One more question before the father quick five, you guys, you know, this podcast is just uh, proof of that like you guys have a lot of great knowledge and experience and tips to help people out. But you also have your podcast as well. And I think for you guys to be, has have had such success, you got to have a lot of things that people would want to be like, well, Cordell and Cordell knows up because they have this website. They document a lot of different things. They show like how they can help and all that. Your podcast is there. It's 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 a great listen because there's a lot of different things that, again, people might not think about. Like you said earlier, like the pant size and the doctors and yeah. all that. You guys have that great podcast. Talk about the inspiration and, and when and when can people check that out? Obviously going to your site, but talk a little bit about the podcast and the frequency you guys yeah. do. So I'm, you know, it started in COVID. It was a wonderful thing. I always told my, my, you know, my employees and my kids, let's find the positive out of something so negative. And, and that's really the positive that came out of this was the idea that we need to educate guys more and, and, and more free access to it. And so every week I'm doing a podcast with one of my attorneys around the country. And I can't tell you over the last three years, how much I've learned from them uh, about issues. And I've been, this is my 31st year of practice and I'm learning from attorneys that have been out for three years, just cool, useful tips that every guy should, would think of, but they don't think about, they should think about. But, uh, so we do it every week. We drop it on iTunes. We drop it on any, you know, you can get off of YouTube, but we also do a virtual town hall live every month, once a month, which I think is awesome. It's 30 minutes during the day. You, it's free. You just log on, you register, you log on, you can ask questions of a panel of, of attorneys from around the country. And for me, you know, it can be on any topic. Sometimes we'll just talk about what's going on in real life. And we try not to get too legalistic because that could be super boring. Uh, but we're often just giving just general tips, but that virtual town hall that's live is great. And I know everybody can't log in live, so we record it. So you can check it on our YouTube channel. You can go to our social media and check it out as well. But I really enjoy doing the podcast. It's like yours. I mean, I listen to your podcast and, and they're just great stuff, just from real people talking about real issues. And that's why I try. It's not scripted. We just talk. And I think that's what makes like your podcast so awesome is just two guys just talking. And I love it. Well, again, I, I really applaud what you guys are doing. And again, like for the success you guys have, it's like you guys are legitimate business. You guys are there to help out dads and families as well. So thank you very much for the great work that you guys do. Uh, before we finish uh, the interview, let's finish off with the father quick five. So you got that wide range, <laughs> you know, tech, yeah. but so this might be hard. Favorite family movie. Do you guys have? Oh man. <laughs> you know, there, well, there are two and we, we kind of, we, we've watched these over and over. I mean, multiple times and still um, princess bride cult classic and my big fat Greek wedding. And and you get the, the whole idea. My big fat Greek wedding. It's a big family. We're loud. You know, we always talk about having five kids. It's just, we're louder. You know, it's not more to do. It's just loud. And so we, we, my kids can actually probably say every line from memory in both of those movies. So 
we watch them all the time. There are a couple others, but those two are our favorites. We, if we can't figure out what to watch, we're like, all right, let's watch my Big Fat Greek Wedding. Nice. I, I think you'd appreciate the story. So during COVID, we're trying to teach our, you know, show our kids different movies like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Back to yeah. the Future, really all that. And I was like, hey, we got to check out The Princess Bride. And they're like, all right. Oh, yeah. 10 minutes in, like, this is boring. I was like, okay, fine. And like, <laughs> suddenly I was kind of like doing a couple of like one liners from the movie. What's that from? I'm like, The Princess Bride. Like, are you just, are you just saying this to get us watching? Like, no, it's fine. I'm just like, it's a great right. movie. It just sparked my interest. Like, all right. Like a week later, they're like, at dinner, like, can we watch that movie after your after dinner? I was yeah, like, yeah, cool. Right. And so I watched, like, it's actually good. I was like, yeah. I know. It's like my kids are leaving, they're going to do something. And I said, have fun storm in the castle. <laughs> and and you know, they, they just they laugh. And it's just kind of one of those things, it's our thing. You know, we 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 just have one-liners that we send to each other constantly. And it's just it's for us, it's more of a unity thing. This is kind of our thing that we do. No doubt. My young respect, inconceivable. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so uh, Favorite genre of music, or is there a certain band you couldn't wait to introduce your kids to? Wow. Um, you know, I, from when they were young, from like my first to my last, um, I've introduced them to jazz, like Harry Connick, Michael Buble, like modern jazz, and then musical theater. Uh, I'm a, I love it. It's like my moment to relax, and I've taken all my kids and introduced them to that. In fact, my oldest loved it so much from when he was younger. I would drag him to the theater. He got a musical theater degree. <laughs> and because, you know, it's funny because we, that's what we talk about, you know, like, don't be in a rush to pick something in life that you don't even know you're so young. So pursue a passion, right? Pursue something fun in college, and then you'll figure life out later. And so here, here's a perfect example of us kind of professing that. And so musical theater, you know, it's funny. Some of my, like my youngest is like, oh, I'll go. He doesn't love it so much, but, you know, we, we he goes and it's our thing. Nice. Describe the perfect family vacation. Where would it be? Uh, we love Bar Harbor, Maine, you know, and for a number of reasons. Uh, we love hiking together as a family. Uh, the coastal views in Bar Harbor, we, that for us is awesome. Lobster, uh, blueberry picking. Um, the good thing about what we try to pick are locations where there's some things to do, but you're not an overload like at Disney. And uh, where we have a lot of family time together back at wherever we're staying, right? We have to play games, cards, dominoes, whatever. So we have, we make sure that we have time together. Uh, that's important. And sometimes they got to get away from their siblings because they just can't stand them anymore. And we get it, but that's for us, whether it's Bar Harbor man, or anywhere that has hiking, that's where we go. We love to hike as well, but um, the Bar Harbor main thing kind of hits close home where I grew up. I grew up in uh, New Hampshire, like around the seacoast. So yeah, definitely understand the the attraction for Bar Harbor. You mentioned games to play. So favorite game you guys like to play with your family is? We dominoes. We play dominoes as a group, man. We love it. We just, in fact, we just played it yesterday. We, we just, we do it all the time. <laughs> Again, yeah. so, during the pandemic, we were like teaching our kids how to play. And it was always funny because like, no matter who we were playing, the four of us, one of them would be like, oh man, I should have took this angle, not that angle. What are they yep. like? Yeah. It's like clockwork. One of us got it. Nice. Know, yeah. And then lastly, top three words you hope your kids would use to describe you as a dad. What would you want them to be? Hmm. Uh, let's see. Always there. We've talked about being that, you know, I want to be there for them. Uh, you know, I'll step out of a meeting for them. Uh, I'll take their calls. You know, it's important. I want them to know I'm they're important. Uh, inspiring. Uh, I want, I think that's huge. I, I want to be as much of a role model as I can for them. Uh, but I want them to take their own path. Um, giving, 
Uh, we we talk a lot about giving, and and that is one of the things we we want. I want them, you know, to have faith, but to also understand that we're fortunate and we're blessed to be where we are. And so we're constantly every you know the holiday season, Christmas time, we go to breakfast, and all of our kids take time, and we find a family at a breakfast place, and we buy their breakfast. They don't know. That's the thing. Hey, it's your weekend. You got to find somebody to pick up their check. Uh, I want them to know that that's kind of the the one word that I've instilled on them is giving, and that's kind of important. I mean, I'm, you know, community. Uh, we should take care of each other, and not rely on anything else. But we should take care of each other, and and that's I think it's important. As long as they remember me for that, I'd be really grateful. Love it. It's like that old uh, I think African proverb: it takes a village to raise a you know a child. Yeah. Right? And the fact yeah. that like takes a village to like be there for everybody and support. So I love that. Great three words right there. People, uh, make sure you go to CordellandCordell.com if uh, you definitely think that maybe you need their their service, you need their help. Uh, they have a lot of great advocacy there for dads and just for families in general. Scott, I really appreciate the work you and your team are doing. Thank you again for supporting the Art of Fatherhood. And I wish uh, you and your family continued success, sir. Thanks, Art. Appreciate it. You too. Thank you. Thanks for checking out this week's edition of the Art of Fatherhood podcast. Please rate, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. And also go to artoffatherhood.net. You can have a chance to check out some great articles like the weekly Dad's Doing It Right column, the Collector of the Week, and many more. Plus, you have a chance to win some very cool prizes like video games, collectibles, all that good stuff. Go to artoffatherhood.net. And please make sure you rate, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to podcasts because I'll greatly appreciate it to get the word out on the Art of Fatherhood podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Art of Fatherhood podcast. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts and go to theartoffatherhood.net.